Blog Talk Radio. Has anyone ever told you you dream too big? That you have too many ideas? That you need to be realistic? What if there was a career and lifestyle that you could completely design yourself that enables you to do what makes your heart truly sing and helps millions of people benefit from what you have to offer? One that provided you with all the money you need to thrive, not just survive. That is the life of an enlightened entrepreneur. Welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show, dedicated to the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened entrepreneurs worldwide, with your host, Mariana Cooper, founder of AHA Moments, Inc. and AHAMomentsInc.com. Her motto, oh yes, you can have what you want, and you deserve it too. Join us for the next hour and learn to trust your AHA Moments to lead the way to a passionate and purposeful life. And now here's your host, Mari. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AHA Moments radio show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened entrepreneurs worldwide. I'm Mari, and happy Tuesday. You know, I start the show the same way every week. And you know why I do that? I do that because it anchors my energy, and this is something that if you're ever doing any kind of public speaking or your own radio show or, you know, just just um, getting ready to, to change gears for the day, it's always good to have a little ritual, a little anchoring of your energy that, that sort of brings in and puts you in that zone. So now that I've said all that, I feel in the zone to talk to all of you tonight. I cannot believe how many of you are calling in already because I got yelled at by Sam. He says, what's going on? Where are <laughs> Why are all these people calling in? Because, of course, that makes this job that much more exciting for the evening. So um, I'm excited that this topic tonight is this seems to be of high interest, um, and that is feeling restless and feeling called to something bigger in your world. I call it awakening to your spirit within, and um, it's a topic that's near and dear to my heart. One of the things about entrepreneurship is entrepreneurs are restless pretty much all the time. We have very short attention span. So, uh, you know, we're always trying to, to make something new or or get to, to the next thing. And um, and we all have, always have multiple things going on around us. But tonight it's not so much about entrepreneurship. What this really is about is listening to the call of your spirit. And really, um, this is a time now that we've gotten past the whole 2012 thing and the solstice and all that other stuff. And we're now almost done with January of 2013. Can you believe it? Not only are we all still alive, <laughs> but we've made it through the first month of this whole new era of our of our time. So, you know, how to get better than that? That's wonderful. Um, and so one of the things, though, that's happening is that now everybody's sort of getting accustomed to this new energy. We're all in alignment with it. And part of the undertone of this new energy is this calling forward. It's like this magnetic, instead of feeling like you have to push yourself, push yourself, push yourself, it feels like you're being pulled towards something. And that wherever you are at may feel tight or heavy or um, a little constricting, you know, because you built wherever you're at in the old times. You built it with a lot of um, limitations in, in many ways. And it's not so much that you were limited, per se. You may be thriving right now. Um, but you, you, the limitation was energetically. We just didn't have what we have now. So now that we are on the other side of all that, and we are in this new position um, to enjoy the fruits of all of this that we've been through over the last many centuries to get to this point, that sense of restlessness, that sense of, of, of um, you know, une- uneasiness about where we're sitting, um, that sense of desire for forward progression is probably more heightened uh, or should be. Or maybe there's no should, right? There, as it's, it, but it's more heightened than ever before. So um, tonight we are going to start to embark on that. And um, you know, I always do housekeeping at the top of the show, and I will say that this topic has come up so much um, in my private sessions and some of my other classes and whatnot. So I decided to create a full class 
a full course around this, and I will be teaching that course in February. We'll be starting February 25th, and I'm probably like a little crazy because I have a tele-summit starting in, oh, no, that's in March. Okay, that's a month later. Okay, so I think the tele-summit starts a month after this class. Okay, I, I'm just, I, I've am just i been doing all the scheduling, and I just had to think, it just hit me in my head, so sorry. Um, okay, so anyway, this class is, is, is going to be really fun. I am really excited about it because this is the first time I'm actually really compiling all of this under this umbrella and and really focusing on, you know, what happens when your spirit starts to call you forward to your own awakening? How do you know that you're being called forward? How do you heed the call of being um called forward and and how do you how do you um you know, how do you manage your world because it is creating a space of transition and I can tell you that a lot of people especially motivational people. You see it on Facebook. You see all these little cute pictures and all this, you know, oh, step into the bigger part of you. And, oh, you know, all it takes is the first step. And that's, you know what, that's so not true. It doesn't just take one step. It doesn't. Getting started isn't the hardest part. It's really not. I mean, yes, you have to start. But finishing is actually harder than starting. A lot. Of, I don't think a whole lot of people have that hard of a time getting started. It's the finish. And once you have gone through something where you've started something and then you didn't finish it, then to start something else when you have the baggage of, oh, but I didn't finish this, this, and this, it gets harder, right? So people get very caught up in the start, but I've always felt that the finish is, you know, is really the difference between the successful people and not successful people. The successful people the people that you see all over the place and, you know, you see them on the TV or the radio, you hear in the books and, the you know, the, the Internet and all that, and they're always doing calls and they always seem to have a zillion people after them, that's because they finish. They actually finish something. And, and, and you know, we're not going to be talking about finishing so much today, but um, they heed the call forward. Now, when I was a kid, I felt I was getting a calling. But I was in Catholic school, and I was in Catholic school from, I like my whole life <laughs> until college, and um, with the exception of maybe Lutheran school in the very beginning of my childhood, like I guess when I was like six or something. But I was in Catholic school, and I remember getting this idea of what a calling is. But I was terrified to even think about it because I thought that I would be called to be a nun. And I never wanted to be a nun. I didn't want to be called into anything spiritual because I didn't want to be a nun because I knew nuns couldn't be with boys. And I wanted a boyfriend because I was boy crazy. And so I was like, I am not going to listen to this whole idea of a calling. And I remember a priest talking about being called to the seminary and this calling from God and this calling. And so the word calling always got me hyper nervous because I thought I was going to be called to, you know, some sort of religious um, sort of, you know, position, something like, you know, a um, an arranged marriage or, or a preordained fate with what I had to do with the rest of my life. What I didn't realize was that it's probably getting the first glimpses of what I had come here to do, which is very, um, I guess, in essence, you know, it's not a ministry, but um, some people might call it that. And uh, and I, did, I didn't really understand. But now I see the calling as is a beautiful word, because what it really is, is your infinite self, your bigger version of you, the thing that we talk about every week on this show and in all the classes and all the readings and all the coachings that I do. What we do, what a calling is, is that infinite side of you, that infinite portion of you, is just communicating in a kind of loud and boisterous way <laughs> to your embodied self and saying, come this way. This is the direction that's going to make your heart sing. This is the direction where you're going to plug in and consciously feel a sense of purpose, a sense of fulfillment, a sense of communion, a sense of fellowship, a sense of abundance, a sense of true love of the divine, which then opens you up to true love of of another and brings your whole life 
into a into more of a circular pattern instead of this linear pattern that's based on judgment and checks and balances. And so this is a really powerful, powerful word, calling. To be called forward to your own awakening is just to be called forward to the conscious communication with the infinite side of who you are. And if you are not in conscious communication with the infinite side of who you are, what will happen is you will feel a sense of disorientation. You'll feel a sense of disconnection. You'll feel a sense of um, just a sense of restlessness, a sense of, you know, kind of being a square peg in a round hole or a round peg in a square hole, however the saying goes. It'll just feel a sense of discomfort. So, that disconcertedness. So all these dis words, right? All these dis words, disconcertedness and discomfort. Um, you know, these are words that that you know are not th- things that we like to have in our everyday vocabulary. However, all of those are guideposts. They're guides to help us to get to the portion of ourselves, the knowing part of ourselves, the part that's patient, the part that's persistent, the part that's passionate. And that when we get to that point, then we can do all the things that all the practitioners talk about, the forgiveness, the gratitude, the you know, all of, all the stuff. Um, but if we are not taking heed of that calling and we are going more in the direction of what we think we should do based on what our you know, family has outlined for us or what society says is right or what we think is going to make us the most money, um, that's when we really get that disconnect and that, again, another dis word, right? We get the disconnect and the calling just seems like a distant, annoying (laughs) murmur. Now, if you don't heed the calling, if you're not listening, what happens is your your intuition starts to zing a little bit and it always starts off very quiet, like, you know, this job isn't working anymore. And you might have an argument with somebody or you might see that somebody is getting a promotion and you're not. And I, I'm starting off in the job space, but this happens in business as well. Um, and I always start off with career because it's just the easiest thing to most neutral territory. Uh, and, and you know, but you'll be in your job and you'll just start to feel like, you know, I thought this was at one point, you know, was the be all end all. It was great. It's going to make a lot of money. And or I was, you know, really thought I was going to be happy here. And all of a sudden you get there and one day it just feels tight. It just feels like you've outgrown your shirt, you know, like and not because you put on weight, like but like a little kid, you know, one day. They put on the sweater, it's fine. The next day they put on the sweater and the, the, the length of the arms are halfway up their forearm instead of down at their wrist. You know, it's kind of like they just outgrown it. And as you go through um, life, we get to stages like that where we've just outgrown where we are. And that is the first sign, is that sense of constriction and that sense of, you know, just 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 things feel tight. Or the other sign is you feel bored and um and and that happens a lot as well is just you know you're really good at what you do and this happens to a lot of people special people who have taken um along you know who have been in corporate america for a long time i used to see it all the time when i was at AT&T you just see people and they're just going through the motions and they would just want their check and they would go day in day out day in day out day in day out and they parked in the same parking space and they ate the same thing and they had the same conversations and they used the same inflections and they did da 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 and da 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 and da 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 you know and it was just like but as long as they got their bonus and their paycheck then they were good and society always pet them on the head because they had a great job at a blue chip company and life was okay but it really wasn't okay and it was amazing to see when i um i i was in human resources for a little while and uh before i got into my whole marketing career in in AT&T and when i was in human resources we administered some very large downsizings i mean tens of thousands of people and i got charged with being the one on the front lines to teach the career management workshop that helped people to figure out what their passions were and how to, you know, take a 
quantum leap out of there and do something that they, you know, loved or were hopefully in more alignment with. And it was really fascinating to see how so many people who never verbalized their dreams, when you got them behind closed doors and told them they were going to have a severance package, they the dreams that would start to, you know, after they got over the initial shock and fear and sense of betrayal and all the stuff that goes along with being downsized from a company like that, um, the dreams that would come out of their mouths and the talents that would arise were just absolutely stunning. And, um, you know, but also, in addition to that, the fears that would come up and the what I call the yeah buts and the what ifs and the if onlys that would come up were also astounding. And these extraordinarily talented and capable people who could run a multi-billion dollar company were really not having a whole lot of confidence in their ability to do something on their own or to, you know, even switch careers into different industries and whatnot. So, um, not that we're going to go into a whole career talk today, but what I why I'm going there is because what I'd like you to do as you're listening to this um, show tonight or to the podcast is to really open yourself up to receive your own voice. You know, you can't receive a man or a woman for that matter. You can't receive money. You can't receive, you know, love from your siblings or your parents. You can't receive the perfect job, the perfect body, the perfect, you know, pets or whatever, if you can't receive you. Because what will happen is people, and people say, oh, well, I'm worried, that's mumbo jumbo, you know, you have to receive this, and how I, but here's the thing. I'm not saying you can't acquire those things. You can acquire the guy or the girl. You can acquire the house. You can acquire the job. You can acquire the pets or whatever it is you want to acquire, but you're not necessarily receiving it. And they're two very different things. Acquisition and receiving are two very different distinctions. And so what I'd like you to do is to take an inventory of your own life and say, am I in a state of acquisition where I have these checklists <clears throat> excuse me, of things um, that I, you know, these checklists of things that I need to accomplish and I'm sort of in the middle of that checklist or at the beginning or at the end, you know, so I have house, I have spouse, I have job, I have, you know, I get to go on vacations, you know. And if, you, if you're in that acquisition mode, um, you might be ticking off several of those boxes and say, well, you know, I'm doing pretty good. It's okay. Now, if you are in receptivity mode, it'll feel a little different because you may still have your list, you know, um, but the way that you perceive what you have is different. And the way that you know if you are in an acquisition mode versus a receiving mode is when you look at your life, do you feel a sense of fulfillment and gratitude and warmth and um, connection to what you have? If the answer is no, then you're probably in more of a space of acquisition. If the answer is yes, and this could be different for each category, then you're in a space of receiving. Now, what I want to do is rewind back to before the list and just think about you receiving you. Now, what does that mean? Sounds exoteric. We hear, oh, you should be and not, you know, whatever, not be, <laughs> and all that kind of stuff, right? But what does that really mean? What does it mean to just, to, to hear, to heed the call of your own voice? What it means is to become fluent in your intuition. It means to be able to understand the language between the divine version of you and the embodied version of you that infinite side of you, and the embodied version of you. And then what it also means is that once you are, you know, fluent in that, that you actually take stock in it and you actually follow what your guidance is so that you're in complete alignment with that inspired self, that inspired version of you. And that inspired version of you, that infinite version of you, when it receives, 
it feels connected. It feels that consciousness. It feels, you know, that that sense of communion. It feels that sense of oneness. It's that connective energy, and this is this is the state that we want to be in, and that's why we're being called forward to us first. And as we're called forward, because a lot of people they call me on the I've had you know, hundreds of readings um, in this last, you know, year or so. And um, actually in the last three months, I was just looking at my, at my my scheduler and I was like, oh my goodness, there's been hundreds of people that we've done sessions with. Um, and they come to me and say, Mari, what's my life purpose? Mari, what, what should I be doing next? What should I be doing? What should I be doing? And, you know, that's not me to say. Now, what I can support you in is to tease out what your infinite self is is interpreting to you so I can help you to, to interpret the you that's speaking to you. But it's not Mari on high. It's not even your angels on high telling you, you should be doing this or that. So this calling, I don't want you to feel that it's a should. The calling is not necessarily to a specific livelihood the calling is first first stop of the calling is to the greater portion of you then we go into you know the contributions uh you know what your passions are what what really makes your heart sing what's that connected part now if let's say you're a writer or let's say you're going to be a speaker or an author or a coach or you know a teacher or any of these things the part of the livelihood, the first part of it is to love it yourself, to feel an inner knowing, an interconnectedness, and a spaciousness within what it is you want to become. So if you want to be a teacher, what part of being a teacher is you? So are you... Um, in being a teacher or facilitator is imparting knowledge on someone, but do you enjoy, are you passionate about gathering knowledge? Are you passionate about teaching yourself? I can tell you that um, I've been taking note because I've been teaching the, uh, my advanced class, my light workers, the path of the light worker, which is turning out to be a phenomenal, phenomenal class. I'm enjoying it so much because uh, I can really kind of let loose and be 100% Mari, <laughs> which is kind of interesting. And I don't want to do that <laughs> at a whole lot of major public places, but with my <laughs> light workers, it's fun to kind of go full tilt. Um, and uh, and I was taking note of what I do during a week because a lot of, you know, I'm trying to sort of help people to to live this lifestyle, you know, to kind of adopt this lifestyle of the light worker, this uh, um you know, which is a is a fun and easier way to, to live. So I was kind of noticing, like, what are my patterns? What are my habits? You know, so that I can help people to sort of, you know, it's kind of like you have to when you're teaching someone how to drive, you have to kind of go back and say, okay, like, what do you do? <laughs> you, you hold the steering with both hands or one hand? You know, you know, when do you shift and all that kind of stuff. And so I was noticing that on a daily basis, every single day, without even realizing it, I am teaching myself something. I am watching a video of a marketing person or a a um a spiritual person or I'm listening to a recording of you know one of my friends or colleagues or I'm listening to you know some spiritual advisor that I have or you know a leader I I might be even looking at horses and and looking at you know training on horses or ballroom dancing or any of these things but I'm always teaching myself and that you know, so much of, you know, especially as an entrepreneur, if you have to go to school for every single thing and pay somebody to teach you how to do every single thing, you will never make it. You have to really kind of know, learn how to teach yourself things. And so, but what, I, what I'm saying is I, when I look at what I love to do the most in all of the things that I do in my career, it's teaching. I love facilitating. I love working with a group, you know, of really excited people who are really into the work and who are willing to, to step forward and have the courage to step forward in the work, et cetera, just like on these shows, you know. And so um, I – and I've and – I've, meditated a lot on even this radio show and how I should configure the radio show. And at one point I was doing so many guests 
And I was feeling really, really unfulfilled because it just felt like every guest was going in a different direction all over the place. So I haven't had guests on the show for some time now on purpose. It's not because I couldn't get them because they're all calling me. I have publishers and publicists from all over the world calling to get on this show. But I decided to take a step back because I felt like it was not doing my audience a, a service. So we're going to have some guests. In fact, next week, Lee Carroll, whose channel's Cry On, will be on the show. Um, and we are going to be doing telesummits, and we'll have guests um, you know, periodically through the year. But I realized, and this is the point that I'm making, then we're going to take a break, and then we're going to start taking some of your calls. Um, I realized that in my own awakening, when I said, what is it, you know, what is it that I'm being called forward to? I was being called forward to facilitate, to teach, to speak, right? And whenever I wasn't doing that, I was feeling constricted and restless and stressed out and frustrated and money would stop and not flow and, um, you know, or it would hiccup, you know. Um, Relationships would be sort of sketchy. And when I'm in full honoring of that calling i i have major portions of my day like more day parts than not that feel very aligned and very in sync and very fulfilling both personally and then i have enough in my cup to run it over and support all of you <laughs> but if your own cup is empty it's not benevolent to go and try to help people when you're on e and that's where, when we're talking about heeding this calling of your own, you want to really honor first what makes your own heart sing. You're going to fill up your chalice with that, and then you're going to have that spillover. And when you when you're when you're helping people from your own filled up place that that spillover, you will have a sense of fulfillment that is far beyond all of the checks and balances on a on a to-do list with no connection to it. So I hope that that frames out what we're talking about as far as, you know, heeding the calling. Now, there's one more point I want to make, and then we're going to take a quick break. Um, and that is, when we say a calling, I don't mean one blanket thing. So I'm not saying that your calling is to be the inner Oprah, you know. <laughs> What's my inner Oprah? What's that big thing? Being called happens moment by moment through the day. And what we call that is, is following the energy. Following the energy. So if you're feeling a sense of being called to connect with someone, like today I called my very best friend from childhood. She, We've known each other for, I don't want to say how many years, because it will date me, and I keep reducing my age. <laughs> but let's just say it's over three decades, we'll just put it like that. And um, and I just called her out of the blue because I see her kids on Facebook and I see how phenomenally well they're doing. She had six kids, I didn't have any kids. It's kind of weird. And um, and I called her out of the blue and I just said, hey, you know what? I know we haven't talked in a couple of years, but uh, you know I see the kids on on Facebook and they're all in touch with me and stuff and they're amazing and you've done such an amazing job and you know I just adore you and you know we have to. I know we're both really busy and we don't. Don't have time to talk now, but we have to talk. And she goes, "Oh my gosh, that's amazing! Thank you so much!" And she was so overjoyed and all this. And um, you know, and she said, "I was going to call you too." And I and, and it was just like we both wanted to connect at that moment, you know. And um, and even her daughter said she probably won't answer the phone. She never answers her cell phone, and she did. So it was just that moment, and it was just you know maybe a twenty minute talk. Um, but it was just that moment of following the energy, and that created such a lift, you know. It created such a lift, and then that sort of moved on after after that call, and it kind of moved off into a happier, higher note for the day, which then I was able to do some more writing because I had that behind, you know, that, that little lift. So it's just following the energy. If you feel like it's calling someone or if you feel like, you know what, I need to just nurture myself today and take a nap or, you know, whatever those things are, that's part of the calling. As you feel that you're heeding the call for the smaller things, then going for the bigger things like should I leave my job now because I am feeling like I'm in a straitjacket and I can't take it anymore will be easier. Because you're honoring, remember, the calling is honoring the voice of the infinite. 
it's not necessarily going to be the next president of the United States. Okay, not that anybody wants that job, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but, um, you know, you get what I'm saying. So it's not about the whole legend thing. That is what we build up to, okay? But it's that listening to yourself moment by moment through your day. And if you're honoring yourself as you do that, then the bigger things will come. All right, so I know a lot of you are on the line. I see we have a lot of people calling from all over. Yay. Um, So I'm going to start taking calls on the other side of the break. If you'd like to call in, uh, the number is 347-215-9485. That's 347-215-9485. And um, and then when we come back from the break, we'll get a little bit more content in, and then um, we'll, we'll be moving on with your calls. All right? So... I'm Mari, you're listening to the AHA Moments Radio Show, and we'll be right back. Do you ever get a hunch about something and ignore it, only to find out later you were right after all? Do you know that you're intuitive but need help interpreting what you get? Need quick answers to burning questions but don't have the time to wait for a private reading? Then Mari's Intuitive Living Oracle Cards are the tool for you. 45 gorgeous laminated cards and a full book of interpretations come together in a beautiful velvet bag. The cards have been designed and energized to give you the answers right now. No more sleepless nights weighing pros and cons. Ask the cards your questions and see what message your intuition has for you. To learn more and get your deck now, go to the store at www.ahamomentsinc.com and click on the Intuitive Living Cards now. That's the store at ahamomentsinc.com. The answers are truly within your reach. Are you at a crossroads in your life? Facing big decisions about your life purpose, business, relationships, or other major issues? Are you wondering why you may be delayed in getting what you want? Or if you have special guides, who are helping you? Then investing in a private intuitive reading with Mari is just what you need. As a third generation spiritual intuitive, Mari has worked with thousands of clients over the past 18 years. During your private session, you will learn who your guides are. Receive insight on the core issues that need attention and get new perspective, clarity, and inspiration on what to do next. To register, go to www.ahamomentsinc.com and click on the Work with Mari tab to get all of the details. There are a limited number of spots each month, so go to www.ahamomentsinc.com for yours now. Step back in time to the very beginning, before life as we know it existed. Stones have been on this earth since before the inception of man. They are keepers of ancient wisdom and messages. Tap into the profound wisdom of stones and let your journey begin at the Rock Girl Sacred Stone School. Let the Rock Girl take you back to those ancient days to learn firsthand the language and the secrets of stones. The Rock Girl will teach you how to develop your very own technique of communicating with them, allowing you to embark on your own path of self-discovery. Courses include Reiki, psychic development, chakra balancing and auric cleansing, hands-on healing, and more. Visit sacredstoneschool.com for classes and workshops taught exclusively by the Rock Girl of therockgirl.com. The Alchemist Radio Show, and uh, tonight we're talking all about awakening to your spirit within. And I really, really love this topic. Now, just a couple little things, and then we're gonna I'm gonna take some of your calls. Uh, the first thing is our class is actually gonna start on February 25th. It's gonna go for five weeks, and um, you can check the class out 
uh, if this topic is resonating with you at ahamomentsinc.com slash awakening, A-W-A-K-E-N-I-N-G. So ahamomentsinc.com slash awakening. And, um, and I am doing an early registration special of $100 off. So anybody who registers by this Thursday, so that's just a few days away, um, we'll get that. We have uh, about half of the uh, early registration spots left. So um, if you'd like to join us for that class, it'll be terrific. And also we have a new group on Facebook for those who are in the Lightworkers classes and um, these classes coming up that I'm teaching. And it's called the Lightworkers Cafe, and it's going to be fun because we're going to have a whole private group there uh, so everybody can start to meet each other. And uh, what I'm finding on our, our Lightworkers show, a show, oh gosh, everything is a show, on my in my Lightworkers group, my class, um, that everybody's chatting and feeling really supported by each other in the group because, you know, people of like mind uh, kind of gathering together is, is a really powerful uh, dynamic. So decide to start a private group for those who are committed to being in classes and, and working together on all this stuff. So you're welcome to do that. So that's ahamomentsinc.com slash awakening. Um, also today, today is the last day of 2012 prices for our um, my readings. We're going to be moving to the 2013 pricing as of tomorrow. So if you'd like to get a reading in, then I ask you to please um, make your registration and we'll get you in for the February schedule. And um, we have a telesummit coming up. Yes, we do. It's a big one, too. It's going to actually be bigger, I think. I think it's going to be bigger than my last two telesummits. I think I'm just booking speakers now. So um, we have to see everybody's schedules. But it is currently scheduled from April 1st through April 13th. So put that on your calendars. And our theme, and the angels have not given me exactly the title, but it's looking like it's going to be um, passion, uh, purpose, and possibility. And it's all about letting your creativity flow. Well, that actually sounds pretty cool. I had written that down. Maybe that was the title they were giving me. Oh, go figure. Okay, that means I get to talk to the artist. Okay, cool. So <laughs> passion, purpose, and possibility, letting your creativity flow. And this isn't just you know about being an artist or a writer or anything. It's, it's your energetic creativity, the creation of you and the creation of your world, as well as the whole ideas of what we're talking about today, you know, heeding the call and the passion and the purpose and and all that good stuff. So, you know me, we'll mix it up. We'll have all kinds of really amazing people on, you know, speakers who are very passionate about what they do and who are the real deal. You know me, I don't deal with any anybody who's a, <laughs> you know, we don't like schlock. Let's just call it like that. We only like the good stuff. So I'll bring you good good folks um, to uh, participate with. And the Telesummit is free. So I will... In the coming weeks, we're going to get all the websites and everything together. This is really, really early. I just wanted to start letting you know about it. Um, and I think that's about it for our housekeeping. So anyway, why don't we get to some calls and see where you guys are at this evening. If you'd like to call in, um, the number is 347-215-9485. That's 347-215-9485. Nine four eight five. Okay, so first up is Angela in Atlanta. Hello, Angela. How are you tonight? Hi, Maury. I'm great. How are you? Just groovy. How can I help you? Well, I originally called to ask if I was on the correct path, but listening to you, I absolutely know that I am. I've I've gotten my certification in hypnotherapy and life coaching, and I feel very called to do Reiki. Um, and I think that's absolutely correct. Um, so I'm going to ask you a different question. I am very intuitive, but I don't hear, I feel more than hear. Uh, in meditation, I don't see. <laughs> like I don't see images. I can't visualize even though I'm an artist. And right. I've never met I've never met my guides, and I'd love to know who they are, and I would love to um, know if I will ever be able to get to that point well, of being able or here. Yes, you actually um actually everyone is born with all four clairs. It's just that we are usually um more dominant in one in particular, maybe two, and then the other two are developed over time. Um 
And part of that is so that we're not sort of blown out with our, you know, receiving of energies and information. But if you, I know for me, I was, I was really uh, clairsentient. That was my thing, you know, where I, where I'd have feelings, especially my solar plexus, like the gut feeling. Um, mm-hmm. I could almost feel thoughts in my solar plexus, if that makes sense. Like for intuitives, we all get what that means. You know, it's like almost like I'd I hear get it. But it was coming from down there, not from like my head or you know you can it's amazing where you can feel thoughts you you can feel and this is for everybody listening you can feel thoughts in various parts of your body like you can feel um feel thoughts within your solar plexus and that's your inner knowing that is your clairsentience but hearing you know hearing or feeling thoughts like that are sort of up up high and out of your head and sort of out in front of you and very anxious. That's where those anxiety attacks come from. It's very outside of you. That's not your your intuition. That's anxiety. You know, that's your mental mind going kind of going haywire on you. So, in answer to your question, Angela, yes, you can. You will easily be able to develop um, the clairs that you haven't yet developed. Um, there's you know there's many exercises that you can do. Um, to to do that, but I wouldn't I wouldn't put pressure on getting visions in, during your meditations. It's feeling like you're at a new crossroads at a, as a at a new beginning, and when you get to a new beginning space in your world, things go dark because they're trying to get you to let release your points of reference from the past. And what they're saying is that you have a lot of past references and. Now it's time to sort of let those past references go because they're actually holding you back. So I'm not sure if you've had like, you know, a a particular interest in a lot of like past life stuff or if you like try to do a lot of working and releasing of past blocks or things that have been happening to you past, 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 past. But what you will do, what, what that preoccupation does do is it does shut down that those senses that would start to bring you more new information. So the first suggestion is that you kind of focus more present moment and focus on creating and following the energy as you go, even um, to even you know even not not even focusing on the future and what that will bring, focusing on the present and what you can create within the present, and just knowing that every little step is creating that bigger you know, that bigger picture. As far as your guides are concerned, the one who, the two that can really help you with this um, is Archangel Michael. He's the, the uh, you know, the big angel of courage. You know, I'm sure you're familiar with Archangel Michael. Um, he's also the guardian of light workers. So he helps with opening all four clairs. He's very powerful with that. So in your meditations and in your dream state, right before you go to sleep at night, um, what I highly suggest you do is to ask him to turn the other clairs that are missing up. Um, it's just that it's just like having an equalizer on an old stereo where you had some some portions uh-huh. of it that you have the dials go up and some down. You just have some where your your volume is real low on them and they just need to be brought up. So you could even do a visualization for yourself where you're bringing the volume of each of those four clairs up so they're even. And then you can then you can work on how how loud or how soft you want all of that to be. Be careful Perfect. what you wish. Okay, be careful what you wish for. Right. <laughs> just just trust me. <laughs> be careful what you wish for. Now, there are certain times when you want to have super heightened um, awareness. Like I'm going into New York um, on Wednesday for a meeting, and um, yeah, I'm gonna all of my when I'm in New York. And I'm a New Yorker, but I know that, you know, I know all four clairs, top speed, you know, high. They're all on high because so, you have to sort of always have eyes in the back of your head in New York. But when I'm, Flip when right I'm now. in my house, you know, I kind of turn it down because I do this for a living. If I had my clear everything up all the time, I would never get anything done because I'm perceiving energy from a whole lot of different things, right? So, um, so that would be one thing as far as, um, your own personal guides, what I would suggest is to, um, this is an exercise I've given to all of my light workers, is to write three pages in the morning. And I don't know if you heard that on last week's show, but if you take, if you just commit to journaling for three, just three pages every single morning, you will 
um, start to open up your channeling contracts through the writing process, and you'll start to receive very direct guidance from your guides, including their names. So I would, but you have to make it in the morning before you get your day started, regardless of how busy your day is, not at night, um, because in the morning is when your consciousness is the closest to your infinite, you know, where you can hear your infinite self the loudest is, is in the morning between 4 a.m. and 7 a.m. So it's those the hours where the veil is the thinnest to receive spiritual information. And if you could get up for, you know, just for a little while to do those three pages, your guides will make themselves known. But it will okay. be in the, in the writing space. That's what I would work on with you. Okay. Thank you so much. It helps enormously. Oh, great. Well, wonderful. Thanks it, it for calling. It helps a lot. It, thank you so much. Yeah, and then call me back and let me know how, you, how you're doing as you go. I definitely will. Thanks. I just love your show. Thank you, and God bless you. God bless you, too. Yay. Okay, so that was Angela. Okay, why don't we go to Carol in Virginia. Hi, Carol. How are you? Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, okay. Well, you know, I, I jump, should I just jump right in? No, go ahead. Okay. Um, following, all right, passions, uh, purpose, all that. Um, I, I feel a lot of, of pullings in, in particular directions toward animals, earth, peace. And, and I've been stopping myself for a number of years or have felt stopped from moving forward, um, even to the point of just minutia, like a cluttered desk or it's it's just weird and I really, really want to push forward. I'm feeling all the restlessness. Um and what I've been doing lately is thinking, all right, pushing myself isn't exactly working. So I'm I'm trying to just find my way through but my my purpose actually frightens me a little bit even though it also um you know pulls me completely. What what frightens you? Um the size of it, the sticking my neck sticking my neck out that farness of it, even though I have to, the, um, you know, being sort of ahead of the curve on a lot of things, of, of, of un- certain understandings. Um, and, and the, you know, I feel like when we're given these things, we're meant to use them, these understandings and inspirations, but another part of me says, oh, what right do you have to, to do any of this and so forth. So it's just, there's a lot of pushing and pulling going on in me, and, and I'm, very, very tired of it and want to move forward. Okay. So your question is what? My, I guess my question is what can I, re- you know, what can I really do to help myself go? Okay. So here's the thing. Always know that uh, any kind of negative heavy voices are not yours. Um, they're probably the voices of the heaviness of someone else that you've taken on as your own voice. Your infinite self is never going to criticize you. It's never going to tell you how awful things are or how, you know, it's never going to describe your your calling to your infinite self. It's never sticking your neck out uh, to be chopped off like a turkey at Thanksgiving. Um, what it, what, what's really happening, it feels like, is that you're getting this mishmash of, um, of not being able to distinguish your true voice from your infinite voice from the inner critics and the you know kind of the the group consciousness that's negative okay so the first thing i would suggest is to again like what i said for angela and this is a really important exercise for everyone get those three pages down every morning when you start to write it down and and I'm going to tell you specifically how I want you to do your pages. But when you start to write it down, start to metabolize your life on the page so that you don't have to metabolize your life during the day in your life to the point where you're feeling anxiety all over the place because you're scared to make decisions, which is why you're in the, the horrible feel of the push-me-pull-you. So the way that you stop the push-me-pull-you is to give the inner critic a different job and Take your positive, the, the the true voices, your you know your true intuitive voices, and give them center stage. Um, the job, the inner critic loves to be able to complain on paper. It's the most amazing thing. It's like giving a, a German shepherd a ball to play with. You know, it's amazing how um, 
how powerful it can be if your inner critic has a whole page to sort of just complain and worry and freak out. And then it once it, at some point it just gets tired and it starts to flow and you'll start to get actual true guidance within those three pages. It happens all the time and it's a wonderful concrete, you know, thing that you can do. Now, again, it has to be in the morning. It has to be every day. And um, and you want to, you know, focus. Now, with the other part of it, what I would highly suggest for you is that when, when you are doing those pages, that you, you can even use different color pens. Use, a you know, a red pen for the critic and then a blue pen for for you. And give yourself some really concrete ways to tease out what's really yours. Because if you're working on something that's not yours, you are spinning your wheels Costing yourself, and you are undermining the courage—you know, your courage for stepping forward into, you know, your new directions. It sounds like you're getting the inspire inspiration, but this is just part of having a calling and heeding it. And this is for everybody. Understand that when you get these callings and the passions and everything, it doesn't come free and clear. It comes with lessons attached to it too. <laughs> so. You're not in the in a bad way, and you're not unusual, and you're not, um, you know, experiencing something that's wrong or that shouldn't be. It's part of the process of getting to that clearer, you know, those clearer waters. It's kind of like changing altitudes in a plane. You know, when you're getting off the ground, you're going straight up. When you get to, you know, 5,000 feet and you get to your cruising altitude of 10,000 or 30,000 feet, and if they need to go up more, there's turbulence. You know, change does not come without sorting something out. So this, so if you can also put that over yourself or have push me, pull you, which is what sounds like a lot of this is, you know, you're, you're holding yourself to a standard of, I hear my passion and I should just be able to go and do them and I shouldn't have resistance. Well, hello, that's... <laughs> It's not, that's the unrealistic one. What we what happens is that we're not trying to eliminate resistance. What we're what we're trying to eliminate is how what we're trying to um, manage is how we choose to respond to the resistances that we identify. And it's a lot easier to do that when you can sort of tease out what's yours and then what really is you know maybe your mother's or your boss or your ex-husband, or whatever, you know, those voices that aren't really yours. And so if you play with that in your journals, then give me give me a call back in a couple of weeks and let me know how it goes. I think give yourself 30 days of doing that, and you'll have a much clearer road. I've seen it happen over and over and over again, and I do this myself, and my days are so much calmer when I, you know, make sure that I do those pages. So does can that... I, can I ask you a question about the pages? Mari? Yeah. Um, just just to get clarity when, about teasing out the voices um, and and the voice that's mine. You know, if I, if I'm feeling fearful or this year, you know, if I'm feeling how basically what voice am I looking for of of my voice and what what distinctions am I looking to draw or find? When you hear your voice, when you and that's a very very good question. Um, Carol, when when you when you stumble into your own voice, you are going to feel such such a sense of peace that I wouldn't be surprised if you got extremely drowsy and wanted to go back to sleep. I know when I hit that wisdom point, that point that really unlocks the total totality of me. One of two things happens: when I hit my own voice on the page, I start to write so much. There's so much. Because it's like, whew, the gateway is open and the true infinite, you know, connection to the infinite is there and, and it goes. And then I hit this wall of complete exhaustion because it is your body physically releasing the tension. You will feel so at peace and it, it may register for you as drowsiness. It could register as a nice awake feeling too, but I find that most people it's first it's drowsiness and like then you go back you you know, you if you fall asleep, you wake up and you just feel so in alignment with you. It's really it's an amazing process. So give it a shot and let me know how it goes. And do you sort of hold yourself to three pages or do you keep going if you want to? No, you you can go past 
three pages if you want. I I often do you know twelve or twenty pages or sometimes, but at least three. The the minimum is. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a great night. Good luck to you. Okay, I think we're going to take another caller. Um, who do we have here? Uh, I'm looking. Sam, what did you write? Okay, Evelyn in Arizona. Hi, Evelyn. How are you? Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. What's oh, the, the direction of my question would be, um, it actually, with the job, um, I'm, I have a Pardon me. I have a job. It's just that it's not what I want to do anymore, and I'm kind of wanting to know if, if there's a direction that I should be going in that I'm not aware of. Um. So I have a question for you. What is it that you would like to be doing? Oh, you know, that's the thing. It's like there's so many things. I don't even know really what I would like to do. <laughs> or that and I think sometimes you almost feel like what you're qualified to do, so it kind of puts us like a little... Now see Walk there, there is there's there there it is, and that's why I asked you a question back. So the question you asked, you know, what should I be doing? So that's pro, you know trying to give me the power to tell you what to do next. Okay, so that's a very parental role that you're looking at your guidance with, and what we're looking for now is a collaborative role, you with you. Okay, and, and with your so your embodied self with your infinite self, and so the question then is. Not what you're asking, even it's funny, um, even though you you're asking one question, I'm perceiving the true question underneath, which then you said, which was, what am I qualified to do as opposed to what do I desire to do? And many times what we truly desire, if you take off that quali- qualification, what if I qualify? And start to play, and again, I'm going to say the same exercise for you, the journaling, okay? I want you to play on those pages, and what I would like you to do is to say, if if money wasn't an issue, if approval wasn't an issue, if being right or wrong wasn't an issue, I'm going to put those over here on a par- in the parking lot. I'm just going to park those over here. If If I didn't have to worry about money, I didn't have to worry about society's, you know, opinions of me or family opinion or whatever, you know, critical opinions you might have, what is it that I would, would truly make my heart sing? What is it that would truly make my heart sing? And that my favorite mantra, and everybody's heard me say it, is what contribution can I be that would uh, make my heart sing and make me more money than I know what to do with? So asking yourself, instead of what can I be doing, what should I do, what should I do, what contribution can I be is one question. But the other question you want to ask yourself on that page is what is it that really, you know, really makes my heart sing if I didn't have to qualify anything? And tease those two out because usually when we get in that space where we can't figure out what we want or what we desire, it's because we are taking a hatchet to it before we can get it out. There's no way, desire, this is for everyone, desire of the Father, is what the D and sire, desire of the Father, so of God, always originates in the inner child, always, always. And if we have an extremely critical adult version of ourselves and we never let our inner child have a voice, um, we shut down that place of desire. We shut down that place of inspiration. Um, and that's in communion with spirit, in hyphen, spear, spear and shun, spiration. Um, so is that communion with spirit, we literally shut it down. So it feels to me like you're kind of the various authorities within you are sort of, you've kind of got like this bully thing going on. Um mm-hmm. And your inner child really needs some some playtime. Now, I'm not trying to sound woo-woo, metaphysical, new agey, or anything like that. That's not what this is about. It is literally, um, when we talk about creativity, and I'll go over a lot of this in my class, but when we talk about creativity, creativity has three three legs. One is the voice of the child, the second is the voice of the feminine, and the third is the voice of the masculine. The fe- The child is the originator of the idea, always. 
The feminine is the visionary of what it could look like if it comes to full fruition, and the masculine is the taskmaster to get it done. It feels like you have a tremendous amount of the taskmaster and not enough voice, you know, volume for the voices of your inner child and your, your feminine side, your visionary. And so if you on the page can give your taskmaster a little job and say, listen, once I commune with these other two aspects, I will get back to you because you're going to have a lot to do if we can just get some, you know, inspired ideas and some vision from these other two. You need to give all three a voice and then it will come together. I know that's a lot, especially in the last two minutes of a radio show. But if you the podcast over again and just hear what I say and, 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 and treat yourself to those journal pages, I promise you, you're going to find that wonderful unfolding of yourself. Um, right on the page, but you have to do it for 30 days. Don't don't even talk to me if you don't do it for 30 days because you need to give yourself a chance to mm-hmm. let let it you know unfold. Okay. 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 You have okay, a wonderful. Okay. Thanks for calling in. Okay. Thank you very much. Have a great night. All right, you guys. You know what? I we we had a good show tonight, right? I mean, I'm 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 excited because we didn't we skipped our whole second break, so that that was <laughs> that was interesting. I haven't done that before, um, or at least not in a long time. So thank you so much for listening in tonight. I'm really excited um, about this this particular topic because really it's the pillar. It's the it's the the beginning for for all of us. You know, even if we know our purposes and passions and everything, it doesn't mean you're not being called to your own awakening as you go. No matter how advanced, quote unquote, you get, no matter how far you get. I mean, look at Oprah. You know, she was getting a calling to go to her own network. You know, and did she go there with total ease? No. Did she get her butt kicked? Yeah. You know, but is she finding her way? Yes. Why? Because it's always about the spiraling of your own growth. And it's always about, um, you know, listening in because there's always something greater to move forward to. It doesn't mean you're not going to enjoy your present and all that kind of stuff. But um, the more that in alignment you are with that infinite self, the happier and easier life becomes. So with all that being said, I hope you'll join me for our class at uh, ahamomentsinc.com slash awakening and um, get in for the early special. We'll start on February 25th. And other than that, I would like for you to have an amazing week. And remember what I always say, which is you truly can have exactly what you want. You absolutely deserve it, too. And in this energy, anything is possible. See you next week, everybody. Have a great night. You've been listening to the AHA Moments Radio Show with your host, Mari. Be sure to visit her blog and website at www.ahamomentsinc.com That's A-H-A Moments with an S Inc.com Also join Mari on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash ahamomentsinc and Twitter at twitter.com slash ahamoments We can't wait to see you there.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.